Hello, I'm Zachary L. Matthews, and this is Call of the Void, episode negative one. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools. Neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. I'll give you the creeps too. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me. Sometimes. It'll all keep setting up. I think I'm cracking up. Am I just paranoid? Am I just stoned? That, of course, was Basket Case by Green Day. Um, I figured it was apropos to the kind of podcast that I was putting on here. Um, I'm going to sit here and uh, work out my mental issues, and you're going to listen. And hopefully... While I'm working this shit out, I can reach out to other people that are having problems as well and help them out. You know, I just want to let you guys that are dealing with similar shit know out there that you're not alone. Um, that was, of course, I'm going to open and close every show with a, a segment I call Sadly Singing Badly. And it's uh, sad songs or songs that I make sad by my singing style. Um, It's just something that I would croon while I was very depressed and drinking. (laughs) So it's going to be fun to listen to, even though if it's really bad. Um, Anyway, this is the uh, this is my solo podcast, Call of the Void. This is episode negative one. Yeah, real edgy. Um, I'm going to talk to you about a few things and just work my shit out. And maybe if you're having problems yourself, you can, you know, let me know. Talk to me, communicate with me. Or if you don't, just get communicate. I mean, (laughs) get just communicate with me, you know throw a line out to me and see how I'm doing. Or maybe you'll just listen to it and be entertained. I don't know. Listen to the diary of a madman. Okay. Um, I'm just going to let you know how, how you folks out there doing. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That statement right there is the biggest lie I've ever told in my life, and it's the one I've told most frequently. Most of the time, I am not fine. Okay, I'm anywhere from it. You know, I'm not fine at all. But I like to think nobody wants to listen to my shit. Nobody wants to hear about, you know, the problems I'm having. And most likely, I don't want to talk to you anyway. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I may have strep throat right now. I'm off work today because I'm not doing well. And I think we got rained out anyway. So I took the opportunity to make this podcast and just crank something out. And this one's basically just a a supporter to the uh, main podcast, Punch Drunk Podcast. Um, Get out there and listen to that one and uh, get your friends to listen to it and maybe get your friends to listen to this one. I don't know how popular this one will be, but this is just a bonus to uh, put out there for you guys that listen to the main podcast. You can just hear me talk in the middle of the week. I know I'm not the main attraction probably, but I'm something that's going to keep you uh, interested I, I'm the uh, blooming onion they put out there to get you all app get your appetite up. But I'm fine. I'm fine is it's something I say to everybody. Or you know, I've actually I felt like it was 
it was not uh, genuine. And I just started saying, I'm alive. I'm alive. I have a pulse. Uh, last time I checked, anyway, I'm breathing. I'm alive. I got up this morning and I started moving around. But I'm not fine most of the time. And you go into Kroger and you see somebody you know because you can't go anywhere in this town without seeing somebody you fucking know. Walmart's even worse. But uh, how, how you been doing? I'm fine. I say, I'm fine. Like I didn't just get done fucking crying in the parking lot right before I walked in. Or I sat in my truck weeping about something that was going on or how much I miss my kids and just what a mess my life is. And then I dried my eyes, sprayed on some Axe body spray, and went into the store. But, I mean, how many of you out there are saying you're fine? It's just a conversational piece. It means nothing. How are you? Somebody might ask, and you go, Hey, now see, how are you? You don't even address how you were. You don't want to talk to them about who you are or you don't really care how they were. You just want to get this exchange over with so you can go pick up your tampons or whatever. But I hope you're actually fine right now. I'm doing okay. You know, I'm I'm uh, pursuing very creative things right now. I'm doing this podcast. You know, I'm, I'm being productive even though I'm not working today. So that's good. I mean, I want to work my way into the positive. Uh, today, I got into a fight on Facebook with somebody. I don't even remember what the original issue was. I think it was climate change or something like that. I'm not going to get into my stance on that. But uh, this guy, I didn't even address him. Um but he, I guess, vainly thought that I'd said something about him or his opinions or whatever. And then he decided to attack me head on. And I just, <laughs> I destroyed this guy. Like I, I verbally sodomized this guy on a uh, public forum. Um, it turned it turned into some complete something completely different that we were no longer arguing a uh, issue but I just started roasting this guy and I didn't just start ro- I didn't like spontaneously just start roasting him but this guy insulted me he insulted me because he went and creeped on my Facebook page and he insulted people with mental illness he insulted he insulted me because I did some landscaping work as a side gig and he was like maybe you can come mow my lawn later or some shit like that which I didn't I didn't resort to that I I just used what he was saying there in that comment section it was in, in the comment section of uh, a friend of mine's that I met on Facebook um, Dylan Brackley I met him through uh, Jim Mc, Jim McDonough and uh, Jim, of course, is part owner of Pyramid Pyramid Fights, and uh, between these two, they have a they're associated. They have um, a thing called Savage Hippie. Uh, I recommend you check it out. They put a lot of positive shit out there, and a lot of good information for you to better your life and you know work out and shit like that, which is a good supplement to what I'm putting out there. You know, they put a lot of positive shit out there. I put a lot of negative shit out there. And that's a good, it's a good mixture to where they'll bring you back up. I think a good dose of cynicism and negativity is good for you, but these guys will help steer you back in the positive direction. So check those guys out, please. Uh, but this guy was just, just a shithead about it. And I don't know this guy, but. I know enough from what he commented that he is a giant piece of shit. And, you know, a little bit of me kind of hopes that what I'm saying here right now gets back to him. But I'm not going to mention his name or anything like that. But 
Jim actually showed up and said, no, you probably shouldn't, you shouldn't fuck with Zach. He's the smartest guy I know. And I don't know about all that. I'm not, I'm not super smart, but I knew more than this fucking guy. We'll just put it that way. <sighs> anyway, what is uh what is call of the void? Okay. This is, this is what the podcast called call of the void. This is episode negative one. Uh, the call of the void is that feeling you get when you stand in a high place or like on the top of a building or something like that, or the edge of a ledge, edge of a cliff or something like that. And you, for some reason you think about jumping, but you don't actually want to, and you don't actually do it. Well, the void calls people differently because a lot of the time I've stood on that same ledge and I did want to jump. I didn't actually do it, obviously, because I'm sitting here talking to you, but that's what the call of the void means. Some of it, some of us is calling us and we're answering that call. And I hope that if the void calls upon you, you just let that shit ring or hit the reject button. Don't do it. And listen, I'm, I'm here for you. I'll get on it. I'll harp on it later in the show, but I'm here for you. I've never killed myself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Zach Matthews can be killed by conventional weaponry, but I've soldiered on, even though every day, maybe I may think about hurting myself, but I don't, I, I have like a laundry list of other shit. I think about that keeps me from doing that. Okay. Uh, triggered. I hate this word personally getting triggered by something. Um, it's used a, a lot of the wrong ways where people get triggered just by something innocuous, innocuous somebody said, and they want to get offended about it and be a shithead about it. And it's been, it, this word's been co-opted by just whiny pieces of shit snowflakes if you will people that get offended by just anything but i get triggered i get triggered by things i don't get all dramatic about it and you know be be a whiny piece of shit but i do get triggered by things and so i i, I don't really have segments i just have like shorthand notes for this show but uh, uh I've written down triggered colon. What's well, got me fucked up? Um, something that triggers me or has been triggering me is uh, I'm divorced and I have three children and I'm constantly worried about, you know, me not, them not wanting me to be their daddy anymore because that's all I am. When it comes to the end of the day, um, I'm nothing more if not those three kids, daddy. That's what my thing is. And of course I know, I know my ex is going to start seeing other people and I don't care who she sees as long as it's not like harmful to my kids. But like she's kind of gotten to a serious relationship. It appears whereas I have not, I don't really have, I can't really hold a relationship, but she's gotten a serious relationship and I'm happy for her. I really am, and I hope I hope it goes really good for her. But uh, this guy's spending more time with my kids than I am, and that's kind of been hurtful to me lately. I don't want to ever be replaced entirely. I don't want my kids to have a new daddy, and that's what's really been bothering me. That's what's got me triggered lately. I don't, I'm their daddy. And that's, that's the most defining thing about me. I'm those kids, daddy. And I don't want them to ever think anybody else to be their daddy. Now I may be, it may be unreasonable of me to have this fear or whatever, but if there's anything that 
that's that's all I got nowadays. As those three kids, that's all. That's all I have. Those three kids are the only thing that makes me consistently happy in my life. If I don't have them, then I'm nothing. But that's what's got me triggered. Um, I've written down things I hate about me. Okay. I don't have really high self-esteem and that's a, a nature and nurture thing. I mean, it may have came from having mental disorders where I don't think a whole lot about myself. And, but a lot of it has come from people that have come in and out of my life over the years that have just made me feel less than. And even though I didn't want to, I've, I've held on to a lot of that. And it sucks. It's awful. I can't. I mean, you can you can be with somebody and then like go. They can go. Well, listen. I don't know if this is going to work out. I mean, it's not really plausible what we got going on here. Or or uh, you know, I don't think it's it's feasible. Or it's a it's a logistics thing. Well, we can't be together. But there's a lot of people that will, uh, if, if they talk to you at all, a lot of people just ghost you. Like you're not even worth saying, hey, listen, I, I don't want to be with you. You're not even worth that. They'll just stop talking to you. And it's real easy to do in this day of age and uh, internet dating, which I have not got extensively into as far as the dating part goes. I hadn't got into it as a means to an end. I, I've not got into it as I'm going to find my someone on there. It's just, I'm going to find somebody to hang out with. And maybe if it happens to work out great, but it's just something I use to just hang out with people. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that would just be like, well, you know what your problem is? No, I don't know what my problem is. And that's just your, it's just a matter of your opinion too. Don't make me feel like I'm a piece of shit and I'm not worth your time. Okay. I'd rather, and you know, it's, I'd rather somebody call me or text me and tell me, listen, this isn't going to work out. I'm sorry, but I want to do my thing. You got your thing, whatever. Oh, I can respect that. But people that just ghost you and stop talking to you and don't give you an explanation. That's shitty. And if you're doing that shit as an adult, you got a long fucking way to go before you die. But then there's other people that'll, they will address you and they'll just let you know just what, what it is about you that is not good and undesirable, which you can just leave that shit out. A lot of people say it's not you, it's me. And that's code word for, it's me not really thinking you're worth a damn <laughs> at the end of the day. That's what that means. But yeah, I don't have a lot of self-esteem. That's what it comes down to. And a lot of people that have been in my life had something to do with that, whether they criticized me too much or made me feel like a piece of shit. Um, I have, and the thing is, it's like I have really low self-esteem and I think I feel like I'm less than, and I don't really have a high opinion of myself, but my opinion of people in general is just so low that I still kind of qualify as an egomaniac. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't fit, I don't think much of myself, but I'm better than you are. And that's, a, that's just the, I'm very complex. Everybody's very complex. Uh, I'm going to get off that. Um, as far as relationships go. I've really kind of uh, worked myself into the idea of dying alone. Like I'm a pretty weird guy and uh, kind of a handful. Um, relationships are hard, man. Especially if you have like children from a previous marriage. 
your children as an afterthought, considering all the baggage you carry into it. Um, yeah, but I've tried to make myself comfortable with the idea that maybe one day I'll go to work when I'm really old because I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to retire. <laughs> that that shit's gone out the window, folks. You might as well just give up that pop dream. But one day I'm going to go to work and I'm going to go there of my own accord, my own volition. I'm going to drive myself there. I'm going to go to work and then I'm just going to fall over and uh, an ambulance or hearse is going to take me the rest of my journey. Yeah, I just, I've tried to think about the possibility of uh, shedding this mortal coil without a significant other to mourn me i'll try to make myself comfortable with that idea i mean i haven't been able to make i since i got divorced i haven't really had a real relationship um mm, it's hit me hard uh but yeah i hadn't had anything that even resembles a real relationship. I've had, I've been somebody's half-assed boyfriend or interim boyfriend for a couple of weeks. That's about it. And I don't necessarily blame them. You know, I am a very, uh, I'm not going to go there. Um, I'm fun to be around. And most of the time, I'll go there. Most of the time, I'm a pretty good fucking lay, okay? I'm very considerate, and I'm a giver. But that's about all it, all it comes to, though. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> this, I'm fun to be around, and... Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I possess the traits that somebody wants... For like a long-term relationship, I don't really have anything to offer. You know, um, I have three kids. And if I have any time, I'm going to be with them um, at least every other weekend. So that, that weekend's tied up. I can't do anything, and I won't do anything with anybody else because that's my time with my kids. I miss them so much throughout the week. Any job I have, I work long hours, or I have to work out on the road, or, you know, there's a lot of jobs I have. I'm, I'm a long ways from where I lay my head at night let alone how far away I am from what I call home. But I'm working, I'm actually working closer now, but when I get up in the morning, my commute is like an hour long at least. And then I work like 13 hours a day on the regular. That's not if something goes haywire and I have to stay later. So I don't have a lot of time in the evenings. Like if I come see in the evenings and go spend some spend time with somebody, I gotta go somewhere nearby that has a shower, get cleaned up, and then I have a very limited amount of time to see them because I'll probably have to get up very early the next morning to get back to work. So I don't really I don't know if what I'm saying is I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. I don't know if any woman wants to put up with all the other shit, my baggage notwithstanding, to be with me. However, I've, I have, uh, at any given time, probably somebody I go see on the regular. And we provide one another with companionship and, of course, sexual gratification. If I'm going to be with somebody, they got to be good, you know. <laughs> they got to match my level. But <laughs> but anyway, you know, I really can't. It's not feasible for me to have an actual relationship. And if I have an arrangement with somebody like that, uh, they're of that understanding as well. 
you know it's not it's not feasible so kind of right now I'm somebody's part-time boyfriend and that's about that's about as far as that's gonna go unless you know something unless things go really good I mean there's I'm not saying there's not an option for you know advancement in that position but as of right now there's not a whole lot I can do and I really don't want to die alone I know I won't be alone I know people will come to my funeral if I unless I just outlive everyone which at the rate I'm going that's not gonna happen at all I'm making sure of that shit I'm running the clock down um but yeah I, I don't know and a part of me doesn't want anybody have to have to miss me but let's let's dine alone um all this shit's written on a napkin <laughs> All the notes I made, all the shorthand notes are written on a napkin. I'm trying to structure the show after that. Um, also, I st- if you see the thumbnail for the uh, podcast, I still have all that Joker paint and uh, hair paint in. I've not washed that off yet. I'm confusing the shit out of Matt and Lisa's neighbors every time I go out and smoke a cigarette. Um... And also, when you're depressed, your hygiene, that's the first thing to go. That's the first thing to fall at the wayside. So I don't know how long my hair will be green. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's itchy. It's itchy. It's wearing off the lips every time I take a drink. I'm drinking a Bang Cotton Candy Energy drink right now. Um, also, I drank a few beers earlier and took a chloroseptic so my throat would feel good enough to talk. Um... My stage health got me through that rendition of Basket Case at the beginning, which I don't know. You probably don't know what stage health is unless you're a performer. I won't explain it to you right now, but I will leave a link in the uh, description of uh, Mr. Patton Oswalt talking about stage health. He can do it a lot better than I can. He's a lot funnier. So I'll post that in there. Um, I guess the thing I want to talk to you about next is uh, a lot of people tell you to get help. Okay? Just get help. If you got a mental illness, some kind of disorder, you need to get help. Get help. Get help. A lot of people don't get help. And I know why they don't get help. Because I was that person. Okay? First of all, there's a lot of stigma around having a mental disorder. Um, a lot of people, I mean, we've not advanced in this forever. This, this country has fallen so behind on like helping people with mental problems, but people don't get help because they don't want people, other people to know that they have problems because people will think less of you and you will lose credibility. Like you can't even, you know, you can't state your opinion without being go like, oh, okay, uh, uh, or you can't say anything. Oh, are you off your meds? <laughs> yeah, fuck those people. Fuck those people. And a lot of people don't understand depression and you know and stuff like that. And they're like, they think it's a choice, and they think like you choose to be that way, mother. Oh yes, yes, I choose to feel like a piece of shit every fucking day. I choose to think about killing myself every fucking day. I choose to feel like this. And you know what? Furthermore, if you see somebody like that, that tries to tell you that you need to think positive thoughts. And this is why this is what your problem is. Just punch that person in the fucking face, knock their fucking teeth out and break their fucking nose because I'm so tired of motherfuckers like that. They are the most worthless pieces of shit ever. Just punch them in the fucking face. Anybody that doesn't understand, maybe that it's like, it's like if I walked up to somebody with a, in a wheelchair and I was like, well, what you got to do is you just got to get up and walk. You got to use your legs, get up and walk. That's all you're doing. You're just choosing not to walk. You know, it's the same fucking thing. And 
you wouldn't if you saw somebody doing that, you wouldn't tolerate that shit, would you? Well, don't tolerate somebody talking down to somebody with a mental disorder or with depression or something like that. Don't tolerate that shit. You call that motherfucker out and you tell him what a piece of fucking shit he is and maybe educate him on the problem after the fact. But yeah, I want that guy ridiculed and humiliated before he's helped out because that's fucking stupid. But another reason other people don't get help is uh, it's expensive as fuck. And you don't know if the medication is going to work. The medication may make you worse. I minored in psychology in college, and uh, I don't want to blanket it like this or, you know, disparage it, but psychology is a fucking crapshoot, and it's fucking not an exact science at all. There's been so many different schools of thought come out of psychology, and they still have not got it right. And they could talk about chemical imbalances and all that shit until they're blue in the face, but they don't even know if that's what's fucking causing it. They don't know. This is just, it's almost like guesswork, and it pisses me off because I'm fucking dealing with it. Okay, and then like, it's a fucking gamble to take anything for it because you don't know if it's going to work. And if you have, like, anxiety, a lot of the time they'll give you something and it makes you way less than functional. Anxiety, they'll give you Xanax or uh, if you have mood swings or bipolar disorder, they'll give you Seroquel or something like that. And all this shit just makes you sleepy as hell. Like, like sleep through an alarm clock sleepy. It's ridiculous. I don't... You... If you zombify me, you're not helping me at all. I still want to be high-functioning, you know? So you're like, okay, that shit sucks. I don't want to take that anymore. I'll just fucking deal with anxiety. I'll deal with fucking being uncomfortable all the time and, like, damn near shitting myself because I, my bowels go into fucking entropy because of all my problems and my worrying. I'll just fucking deal with it. And also, you know, I, miss, I mentioned expense, you know, medications can be expensive, but also, uh, I don't know if I want to discuss this. Or, okay, I went to, um, I checked myself into a place, a uh, discreet program in Batesville at the White River Medical Center. I don't want to just say, I mean, these people tried and the people that work in there work hard for the most part. And the program is, has good intentions of trying to help people, but it did not really help me at all. It didn't help me at all. Um, they lumped me in there and they put me in there with people that were really, really crazy. I'm talking like, I'm talking like schizophrenia and, you know, there was the whole spectrum was in there of crazy, of crazy people, and they just lumped us all in there together to have to deal with one another. L very little interaction from staff as far as like going in to mediate the interaction between patients. And I found myself very often just annoyed by other patients, and I just I couldn't deal with them. I can deal with them. I was going through my own thing and I was adjusting to new medications and then I was having to deal with like other nutcases coming up with me with their brand of crazy and just annoying the shit out of me. It was not a good environment for me. And you know what? I just downplayed all my symptoms. I downplayed all my symptoms and then told everybody I was doing just fine. And yeah, the med medication's working. And I told them everything I thought they needed to hear to let me out there, as, let me out of there as quickly as possible. I was only in there for a few days and they sent me home. So it did not help me. I saw an actual doctor for maybe 20 minutes the entire time I was in there. The rest of the time I talked to social workers or nurses that were just basically doled out what I was supposed to be taking. I saw a doctor for maybe 20 minutes and I described my symptoms, not at length, you know, just kind of choppy and just put it out there. Well, this is what I'm going with this. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll give you this. 
we'll give you this drug and this drug and this drug and this, you know, those drugs were ones that like the pharmaceutical rep came in and said, Hey, give, you know, it's always, it's always some good looking gal comes in and it's like, Hey, you need to start prescribing this. And then the, that's a, the, don't get me started on the medical medical system in this country because it is a fucking shit show. But like, they're like, okay, we'll give you this, this, and this. We'll see how it does. And none of it really works. I'm still sad, but I know so many people that are rooting for me and want me to get better. And they know I'm on medication now that I'm not going to go, this shit's bonk. I'm not stupid enough to get placeboed by whatever the fuck's in this bottle. This is trash. And this other one, it just fucking turns me into a zombie and makes me want to sleep fucking for 12 hours every time I take it. So I just like, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll keep taking it. Well, you know, it's got to set in. Let me, let's just keep taking it. And it fucking never works. It's fucking bullshit. I'm tired of fucking taking drugs that do not fucking work. And I really is. I've lost so much faith in like psychiatric th- pharmaceuticals. Like I don't think they fucking work. I think they're fucking bullshit. I think they're all placebos that, or they make you fucking worse. I've taken, I've taken medications that have made me actively and aggressively suicidal and reckless and made me do stupid fucking things. So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of over that whole thing. And I'm, afra- I'm honestly afraid to go, I have insurance again. Okay. For my new job. And I'm afraid to go back to the hospital. I'm afraid to go back to the doctor and get on something because I don't know what it's going to do to me this time or if it's going to work at all. And don't get me started on therapy. Okay. The therapy they sent me to in this town, I was seeing a nurse practitioner I will, and which not to disparage them, that's fine and well. But if I'm going to go in for psychiatric therapy, I want to see some a doctor. I want to see a fucking doctor. I want to talk to a fucking doctor. I want to talk to a fucking psychiatrist. I don't want somebody just to hear my symptoms and then type that in the computer. And then it searches based on those symptoms. And then that's what they fucking give me. That's not what I fucking want. And, you know... While I'm still on the subject of expense, I'm still paying for my stay at the fucking cuckoo's nest. I pay a hundred dollars a month for my stay there. Now you've listened to all this and what the shitty state of affairs that is psychiatric care in this country. And you want to be like, why don't people get help? That's why they don't fucking get help. Because help in this country doesn't fucking help. But yeah, that's. I didn't mean to get as heated about that as I did, but that's that's what the fuck's going on. And I feel like a lot of you needed to hear that. And I don't really don't want to paint a bleak picture for those going through shit right now. But that's the fucking way it goes. I don't even think that doctors and people that you're dealing with know what the fuck's going on in your head. They're not familiar with it at all. Only you know what's going on. I don't think they have a fucking clue. But that's why people don't get help. But let me tell you what's helped me. Okay. All of you out there that are having a problem, what you need to do you can do like me, you can find creative outlets, write the shit down. If anything, fucking get it out of your head through some kind of fucking, you can write it down or record it or something, just something that helps you express it. But what you really need to do is you need to find a person or people to talk to your person or your people. Okay. You need to have people that you can talk to and just get this shit out of your system to somebody that's going to listen to you vent and rant and rave. You need to reciprocate that. You need to listen to how their day goes. You know, this is kind of like a sponsor in AA or whatever. 
or if you go to some kind of drug rehab, you need your person. Find your person. Find your people. Talk to them every day. Let them know what's going on. Let them know how you're doing. Let them know the problems you're having. Listen to them. Have a back and forth. You need that person. Lisa. Lisa Lisa Sellers, who's my co-host, one of my co-hosts on the other podcast, she is one of my people. She's probably my primary person I talk to every day. She's helped me through so much. Lisa's basically taken care of me for maybe the better part of the last six or seven months. That's one of my people. And I was happy to have her on the podcast with me because she is, I love Lisa. She's one of my best friends. She's married to one of my oldest best friends. So that's one of my people. Now I can't always, I talk to Lisa because I can't always talk to guys about this stuff. Guys don't understand about that stuff and guys don't, Guys aren't really into sharing, but I can talk to Lisa, you know, and she can deal with stuff like that. She can understand stuff like that. And she, I can, I can tell without a shadow of a doubt that Lisa cares about me. So what I'm telling you is you need to find your person or people that's going to help you more than anything. Talk it out. Talk it out. Even if you go out in the woods and you scream it out into the fucking wind through the trees, get it out of your fucking system. Let your problems fucking come out of your mouth hole and drift off into the fucking ether. Just get it out of your system. Like I'm doing now. I'm screaming at my fucking laptop. Hopefully somebody will listen to this. I don't expect a lot of viewership on this, but this is just a little bit of a bonus and a little bit of incentive for our viewers to get out there and like get somebody else to listen to this shit. And I'm wearing sad Joker paint right now just to get that in your head. I'm still wearing it and it's flaking off of my face. It's itchy as fuck and my hair is green, but find your people. Um, this is, I want to talk about things keeping me alive. Okay. I think a lot about the things keeping me alive. Primarily, it is my children. I love my kids more than anything in the world, and I don't want them to not have me. And that's not like an arrogant thing. I don't want them to be sad because I'm gone. I want them to always have me as long as I'm alive. I want to be there for them. I want, I want them to be happy. Their happiness and their success is more important to me than anything in this world right now. And I just want my kids happy. I miss them all the time. I don't get to be with them. But for uh, every weekend or every other weekend, that's the only time I see my kids. And then since my house is a wreck from renovations, I have to take them over to my mom and dad's. So that's when I go see my mom and dad. I I don't want to I don't want to hurt myself or end my own life because my mom and dad, my mom and dad have taken care of me for a long time. My grandparents have taken care of me financially and otherwise. Whenever I've gotten to bind, um, my mom, I put my mom through hell. My mom has gone through hell. She is seen how crazy and reckless I've been over the years and all the problems I've had. And it's just, it wrecks her. And I don't, I don't want to talk to her about any of that shit that I've got going on. Occasionally I'll talk to her about my promiscuity to make her uncomfortable, but that's just because I think it's funny. I don't talk to her about like the real mental problems I'm having. Um, and, and furthermore, if you know me, and you know my mom, just go ahead and don't ever mention this podcast or the other one to her because I'm very vulgar and crass. And that's just, I've been a product of my environment and how the real world and the outside world has treated me. This is the way I am now. It has nothing to do with my upbringing or my 
parents parenting. Um, but my mom would be really embarrassed by a lot of things I say. And that gives me, that's a whole nother fucking can of beans as far as insecurity and mental shit goes on is because I don't want to embarrass my family. I feel guilty doing podcasts and shit like that because I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And to think that it would embarrass my family to the point where, you know, I don't want to humiliate my family, but I am who I am. I don't want somebody going, oh, that's Susan Gregg's kid. Don't do that shit. Okay, first of all, people talk like this. People talk like I do behind closed doors. Get the fuck over it. If you're offended by words, if you're offended by words, we made up sounds. Sounds that we make by pushing air through our fucking meaty throats and mouths. How fucking weak do you got to be? Get the fuck over yourself. You pussy ass bitch. And second, you know, and I don't want anybody disparaging my parents because of the way I act. Okay. I'm not, I'm the way I am because the way my brain's put together and the way the, the way that I see the world, that's why I'm the way I am. I'm not the way I am because my parents are failures or anything like that. So fuck that shit. But uh, more things keeping me alive. My friends, um, my friends, people who are really truly my friends are family to me. They might as well be family. Um, I spend more time at Matt and Lisa's house than I do my own home. And second to Matt and Lisa's house, I spend time out at uh, where Benny, Benny is helping take care of his, uh, his father and stepmother. Because they're having some health problems. He's staying over there. I stay over there more than I stay at my own house. Um, but yeah, my friends and all my friends from back in the day and all my Facebook friends, people that actually, you know, that I actually know and give a shit about me, all my old oil field buddies, all my work buddies and stuff like that. Those people that are keeping me alive. Um, more things keeping me alive. TV shows I want to watch or movies that are coming out. Like, <laughs> oh, that comes out. That comes out in November. Well, I guess I got to stay alive for a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, you got to find shit that your p- passions and whatnot. I want to keep doing this podcast. I want to keep doing both these podcasts. I want to do more podcasts. I want to come out with my own podcast network where people that I know can come on and do their own podcast under the umbrella of my network. I have a lot of ambitions, you know, that's stuff that's keeping me alive. Um, I don't have pets anymore, but like if you have pets, think about if it's just you and your pet in your house and you kill yourself, uh, your pet's probably going to eat you. (laughs) but yeah, but think about it, how your pet's not going to be able to fathom your pain and not understand why you killed yourself. And if it's in a dire enough situation, your pet may starve to death in the time that somebody finds you. You don't want that. And even if they do find it before the pet, uh, perishes, what's, what's going to happen to the pet? They're going to go to the pound. They're probably going to get killed. Yeah, so think about think about how you committing suicide will affect everyone around you. You got to think about that shit. Now, I know dead men and women can't be sorry, but think about it while you're alive. How that'll affect everybody and what a hardship and what a terrible situation you'll put the people in your life in. I'm trying to think of more things keeping me alive. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, that's about all I have right now. This will be a reoccurring segment probably. But I've covered all the major ones. Um, find your shit. That, find something to live for. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
I just wanted to say, you know, it's kind of a wrapping up piece that I'm here. Okay. I've dealt with all this shit and I'm here for you. If you're listening to this right now, you need to message me on Facebook or to the uh, group Facebook. I will give you contact information so we can talk. You can talk to me personally because I want to help you get through this. I need help getting through this and I want to help you getting through this. I hope, I hope somebody listened to this point. I know probably not a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast. Hell, I mean, I, the main one is my podcast that I put together. It's mine. Okay. I have co-hosts, but it is mine. But how many people are really just tuning in for me, you know? A lot of people are just tuning in to hear Vinny tell stupid fucking stories, okay? They're not tuning in to hear my goofy fucking voice or whatever. But that is my podcast that I put together, and I write. And there wouldn't be a podcast if it wasn't for me, okay? But that's my podcast. But this one... This one is just a kind of stream of consciousness, me rambling shit out. Um, I don't really plan this one out. I don't want to put a lot of work into this one because I put so much fucking work into the other one. This is just where I just want to fucking talk and work my shit out. This podcast is for me, and this podcast is for people that are having problems out there. I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone, and there's other people out there that can help you. There's people like me, and I don't care if my phone's blowing up all the time. I will listen to what any of you have to say, and I will try to offer some advice, because you know what? I can't fix me, but I might be able to help you, and that is much more important to me than fixing myself. Anyway... Here's one more, sadly, singing badly. I woke the same as any other day. You know I should have stayed in bed. Singing one more time around. Might do it one more time around. Might make it one more time around. Might do it one more time around. Make his day. I tried to live. Yeah, I tried. This has been Zachary L. Matthews for Call of the Void. I'm telling you, live the next couple of weeks. Live a few more weeks, and then come back and see me. Bye.